All right, guys, it's Kamisha H. from Dope Girls Pray International. Guys, I am so excited for this next assignment that the Holy Spirit has given me um, under Dope Girls Pray Feminine Women Academy. Yes, Dope Girls Pray Feminine Women Academy. And so, guys, I'm so excited um, to share my journey with you guys, my purity um, journey, my journey of keeping myself. And so, literally, um, I'm just going to take 20 minutes. We're no longer going to do the hour segments but I'm going to take 20 minutes um, and I'm literally timing myself and I'm going to be just just pouring out to you guys and sharing to dropping some jewels nuggets tips suggestions whatever it is um, so remember when we drop jewels and nuggets and downloads keep them in your back pocket and write them down all right guys so let's open up with prayer so father we thank you we love you we honor you. We magnify you. Father, we adore you. We lift you up. Father, we reverence your name. Father, you are Adonai, your Elohim, your El Shaddai, your El Kaddish. Father, you are Yahweh. And we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your son, Jesus, Yeshua. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Father, you said in your word, when two or three are gathered, then so here are you in the midst. And so, Father, we honor your Holy Spirit. We honor the presence. Father, right now, we ask you to have your way father we cancel every demonic assignment father that wants to attach itself onto your assignment right now we cancel any demonic word curses father we cancel demonic invocations supplications pronunciations every incantation every satanic roadblock according to your word father you said in your word that every tongue that rises up against us shall be condemned so we shut the mouth father of every naysayer every witchcraft assignment father that wants to attach itself onto your assignment father we break it we bind it we arrest it we overturn it right now in the name of jesus father you said in your word to suffer not the witch to live so if the witch doesn't repent father do what you have to do father we cut every line of interference in the thermal sphere father that wants to bring about miscommunication father we cut every ley line father we send fire to the line every back line that is used for formation and for movement we send fire to the line right now in the name of jesus Father, we ask you to have your way, Father. Hide me behind the cross, Father. Never let them see me, but only let them see you because it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, and it's you that shall get the glory out of this. And it's only in Jesus' name that we pray. We soak and we saturate, and we seal this prayer under the blood. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. So listen, we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm so excited to share my journey with you. I believe it's time. Um, because there's some things that are happening in the spirit that the Lord is doing and my journey is actually about to shift but I have to share literally how it is that I got here how it is that I got here and so literally this segment um, topic is called God I want to be kept God I want to be kept how did I get to the place of me saying God I want to be kept because I'm going to be honest guys I literally was a city girl I grew up in a city even though I grew up in a family where you know my grandmother she was very strict we couldn't have boyfriends or anything I didn't get like my first boyfriend until like maybe the age of 17 years old and even with that I, I still was sneaking um with having a boyfriend um and literally yes I did lose my virginity um at the age of 16 I did have sex out of marriage um when I was 16 years old um however I thank God that he did not let me go too 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 far on 
onto the deep end because when I turned the age of 19, as you guys know, I journeyed into the religion of Islam and I was there for 13 years. And on that journey, um, that religion, which really is the Old Testament, because we know that there are different sects in Islam, S-E-C-T-S, sects in Islam, but I was graced to be upon the true Islam um, that practiced the Old Testament. And so while I was there, there were some batons that I picked up of grace, literally of learning how to keep myself being chaste and purification and the importance of marriage and why it was impermissible to have sex out of marriage. And, and I'm going to be honest, these weren't things that I learned in the church growing up. I did not learn these things. I was just literally functioning under grace. It was, okay, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Jesus died for your sins. And because of this, he will forgive us and just live your life, live your best life, as people say. And so literally, had I grew up under the system and continued that way, I would have really been ruined. I would have really been in bondage. I really would have been self-sabotaging and all of these things. And so literally, when I came out of the religion of Islam, and let's backtrack for a second, because when I was in the religion of Islam, I, I got married and I was married for eight years. All of my children, thank God, are in wedlock. All of my three sons um, and literally uh, this marriage, it was a perfect marriage. It was a good marriage. It was a financially stable marriage. Um, we both balanced each other out. We never argued. We never fought. However, because of the call that was on my life. The Lord started to shift some things while I was in the marriage and I ended up having like an identity crisis because I got married so young. I got married at the age of 20. I had my first son at 20 um, and literally, yes, I got pregnant on the first night and I had my first son at the age of 20. And so literally... By the time 25 hit, I started to have an identity crisis because I was saying, God, man, I don't even know who Kamisha is. I don't even know what I like. I never got a chance to experience life. I never saw what was outside of the four walls because my life just consisted of being a wife, being a mother, being a teacher because I was a teacher to the women in Islam. And so literally I said, God, there has to be more to me. There has to be, <clears throat> excuse me more to life. And so literally the Lord caused this identity crisis to happen on purpose for purpose. And so I ended up leaving the marriage because I just said, I feel like that there's something else more that's out there that I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know. And I did <clears throat> ended up leaving. However, because I did not come back into Christ at that moment, I did experience some other things, some more traumatic uh, things that really kind of dampered on me. But at the same time, it was all for purpose. The Bible says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called to his purpose. And so I always says it happened on purpose for purpose, because even though we don't like how it feels to us, it's working for us. And it's not for us, but it's for those who are coming behind us. And so we're supposed to take our testimony and we share it because we overcame and we go back to those people who look like us, those who we identify it with us, those who understand our sound, not just understand it, but they hear the sound. We're relatable to them. They can identify with us. And it's really because we used to be like them. 
right? We used to be like them. And so that's literally what it's for. So how did I get to the point of God I want to be kept? I got here literally because I was tired of being the enemy's science project. Yes, I was tired of being the enemy's science project. Literally, I you're looking at a woman. When I tell you that I was every woman in the Bible, like literally I was every woman in the Bible. I was the woman with the issue of the blood. I was the woman at the well. You know, I was Leah in the Bible. I was every woman literally in the Bible. And so I remember one day um, after I had got out of a relationship, because as an adult, I was never in a relationship, right? I was only married. But when I came from out of Islam, because I never got the, the full healing and deliverance that I was supposed to get, I ended up going into another marriage that I was not supposed to be in. Um, and yes, when you have wounds open, trauma, um, spiritual bondage, baggage, um, literally, you can find yourself basically in entanglement right basically entrapped and literally what you've been coming out of from like coming out of from so it's like repeated cycles you'll find yourself in and you'll be trying to figure out how come I keep attracting myself to the same type of men or if you're a man how how is it that I keep attracting myself to the, to the same type of women and it's because of familiar spirits when you are not healed and you are not delivered, those people that are attracting themselves to you, they have something in common. And these common analogies and familiarities are familiar spirits. And so these familiar spirits, it's like, hey, I know you. Right. Because your familiar spirit and that person's familiar spirit, they literally are like they come together and it's like, hey, we have something in common. And then the next thing you know, you find yourself in a relationship built off of trauma. You find yourself in a relationship built off of, oh, you were divorced and I was divorced. Let's get together. Hopefully we can make this marriage mend the brokenness. But nobody took the time to heal before they got together. Because in relationships, whether it's marriage, whether it's platonic relationships, you're supposed to come to the relationship whole. They're supposed to come to the relationship whole. And when you guys come together, you're supposed to make each other better. But it's Jesus that makes you complete. Right. So because completion is only for him. So what happens a lot of time is that before we get into relationships, we don't take the time to let God make us to be whole. We don't make the decision to say, God, you know, I want to be free. I want to be free. So how did I get to the, that, that decision? It was literally one day I was at work with a coworker of mine and we were sitting at a lunch table. And like I said, I had just had gotten out of a relationship um, that I was not supposed to be in, not the marriage. The marriage has, was done um, for maybe three years at that time, but I got into another relationship um, and I was in a vulnerable state because I I had just experienced a bad marriage. I was the good wife in the marriage. You know, um, no, I was not perfect, but I was striving to be the wife that, you know, what was in the Bible, um, these examples of people that preceded us. And so literally, um, I got into this relationship um, and me getting into this relationship, I found myself in bondage. I found myself in trap. And so literally, um, as I started to build relationship, because I thank God that he sends prophets and intercessors. And there was an intercessor who was a prophet that came 
And she literally intercepted the plan of the enemy. And she literally was telling me who I was in God and, and all of these things. And so I remember looking at her and I said, man, what happened to me? What happened to me? I used to be like that. I used to carry a standard of holiness. Like, guys, when I was in the religion of Islam, you know, I literally, I had the spirit of religion. And so I literally, my lifestyle was nothing but doctrines and traditions. It was bad. That's not even a good thing. Even though we should have a standard of holiness and we, sh we should follow by some bylaws. However, when it's to the point that it erases relationship where you don't have any communication with the father, that's when it becomes a problem because Jesus came not with the law, but he came to break the law. And so literally, um, as she started to just like, just to show up and, and the way that she carried herself, I said, man, I used to be like this. I used to be like this. And so I made a decision. And so even while I was in the relationship still, and I was living with this man, um, literally I made a decision and I said, God, I, I don't want to drink anymore. Because at this time, my prophetic gift was being activated. Um, the Lord was allowing me to hear and see things in the spirit. And I said, God, I don't want to drink alcohol anymore. And so the Lord delivered me overnight from drinking alcohol. So then a couple weeks later, the Lord came back to me. And he said, do you like this? And I said, yeah, I love it because I'm building relationship now. I'm, I'm basking in his presence. I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing because I said, man, I, I want God. I always wanted God, but I didn't really have the direction on how to really get him or how to really seek him. Right. Except I only knew him inside of religion. So I knew the religious ways to get to him, but I didn't know him in the way of relationship. God, I hear you so good. I didn't know him in the way of relationship. And so at this time I was building relationship. I was at the place where God was saying, listen, this is what I always wanted from you. I just wanted you. I wanted a relationship outside of a marriage. I wanted a relationship with you outside of a man. I wanted to get to know you so that I could fix the broken things that were on the inside of you so that you can be good for you, right? Because we have to be good for us first. We're not saying, oh, we don't need husbands. You absolutely need a husband, right? You absolutely, the Bible said that he did not create us for mankind to be alone. So we absolutely need it. So we're not saying, oh, you know, this is a, a movement of women and we don't need a man. Absolutely not. We are totally against that. We need husbands. However, before we can be good for a husband, we have to be good for ourselves. And so when the Lord came back, literally, he said to me, he said, you like this? I said, yeah. He said, now, what are you willing to give up now? I said, God, I want to be kept. I want to be kept. And so from that day, I made a decision that I wanted to be kept. Now, I know you guys are like, wait. So you were in a relationship with this guy in the house and the whole time you guys weren't having sex. No, <laughs> we weren't. And it was it was it was nothing but God because our relationship had gotten so bad. Anyway, the relationship was always bad. I'm going to be honest because he was a cheater from day one. And I knew it. And because of brokenness and vulnerabilities and things of that nature, as women, sometimes we stay in places where we know that we shouldn't be there. And so I stayed. I stayed. And so literally, though, as I started to build relationship and I was going through healing and deliverance, I was like, man, this guy, you know, I, I can't do this 
type of stuff anymore. And so I made it clear to him, you know, this was over. You know, we had a house together and both of our names was on the house. So literally, you know, I couldn't just kick him out of the house. And But we were sleeping in separate quarters. Like the house was huge. It was 5,000 square feet. It was like an estate. So he stayed in one part of the house. I stayed in another part of the house. And literally the enemy, because I was growing in the father, the enemy was upset. So he used this man to work against me. He used his man to work against me. That's another story for another day. Moving forward to how um, I continue to say, God, that I wanted to be kept. So I was saying about the co-worker in the lunchroom. And guys, we're running up for four minutes. I'm literally doing 20 minutes, I promise. And so she said to me, she said, girl, because now I'm out of the relationship. I'm out of the house. You know, all of that good stuff. And I ended up in another relationship. And I know you guys are like, well, wait. You didn't. You were going through a relationship. You go, yeah, I was. I was building. I was building, I was building, but I was not completely healed and delivered yet. So just stay with me. And so I ended up in another relationship and I got out of that relationship because I saw like some red flags and I was starting to say, listen, anything that I see early, I'm cutting it off. I'm not going to wait because I'm not there anymore. Meaning I'm not at that place where I'm not free from those certain things. And so she said to me, she said, girl, you don't know how to be by yourself. And, you know, as women, we like defensive. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I said, I do know how to be by myself. And she said, no, you don't. She said, you've never been by yourself. And I had to sit there at the lunch table and I said, Kamisha, have you ever been by yourself? And I realized that I wasn't. I was never by myself. So I made a decision. I said, God, I need you to show me to me first. And so I went on a fast. I did the fast of Esther, um, the, the, the fast three days, three nights, no food or drink. And I literally went on a fast and I stayed on my face in prostration for three days in prayer, not the whole three days, like meaning the 24 hours in a day. But every night when I came home and I went into my secret place and I prayed and I said, God, whatever it is that is laying dormant on the inside of me, I'm not getting up until you take it. I'm not getting up until you take it because I don't want to feel like that I am in need of anything. Do you know that marriage is a grace? God did not have to create marriage, but he did it because there's wisdom behind it of reproduction. Right. But he could have just decreed that we had kids without a man, you know, or that a man would have kids, you know, two without a woman. He could have did whatever that he wanted to do. But he decided, you know, because he saw Adam that he was alone to give him a partner. And so all of us, we do need a partner because there's some places in life that we're not going to be able to grow to and get to until that partner comes. But it has to be the right partner. And so literally I made a decision during those three days and the Lord literally sent me a YouTube video and it was on breaking soul ties and literally the Lord showed me through the video what it was that was laying dormant because sometimes we'll go through healing and deliverance and we'll get delivered from the bigger principalities. But that healing part, you know, uh, those spirits, they'll lay, they'll lay dormant, like abandonment, rejection, the orphan spirit. Those are not spirits that are surface. Those spirits are, are spirits that you don't see until there's a manifestation, meaning there's something that happens. And then all of a sudden these spirits manifest and you start to feel like that abandonment, that rejection, the orphan spirit. And so literally when these spirits, when the Lord showed me what it was, I said, man, this is what I have. 
right? This is what I carry. And so literally when I saw that's what it was, when I were in prayer, those days when I was in prayer, I literally was praying for the Lord to deliver me from those things. And so once that had happened, the Lord literally, he was able to keep me and I made a decision to be kept. And I have been kept ever since. I've been kept ever since. It's a journey and we're going to dive deeper into it in our next segment. But guys, I need you to come back and stay tuned because there is some healing and deliverance the Lord needs to happen for a lot of you, a lot of women. And so come back and listen to our next podcast segment that we're going to have. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in so much to the Dope Girls Pray. Um, Guys, I'm excited for this next assignment for the Feminine Women's Academy that the Lord is going to do, guys. Um, Make sure you tune in next time with us. And thank you so much. We love you. And Father, we seal and we saturate this podcast with your blood. Father, we declare and decree no backlash for every viewer and every listener. Father, we place the embarker on this podcast right now in the name of Jesus. And it's only in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. See you guys next time.